I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben. Hey, good morning. We haven't talked in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks because we, we were both with a guest. We both had replacements. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to finally get back together and see what's been going on. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. How have you been, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good, uh, good first question. Uh, I've been pretty good. Um, yeah, things are just kind of rolling along. I feel like this year is going just super quick. Uh, just always just going so fast. And uh, the, the, the week starts and then the next thing I know, it's the next week and I'm like, okay, what, what happened? <laughs> what did I do? And I mean, a lot of, like I'm, I'm getting a lot of things done and I'm enjoying the summer and like everything's great. It just is going fast, you know? Yep. I, I feel like time goes faster when things are going good or when you're having fun, so yeah yeah that, that's true uh, yeah i mean when the episode airs i think there's still f exactly like five months left <laughs> for for this year yep yeah that is uh <clears throat> not much time and i i made a i made like a little goal i think i posted this on twitter that i want to reach 5k mrr by the end of the year so i have five months uh I feel like it's a little ambitious now, <laughs> especially <laughs> oh, after this on. last week or two. Um, things have been slowing down a little bit. There's been a little bit of churn, just like different problems. So I'm just like, oh man, how am I gonna, how am I gonna reach this goal? Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it just seems like things are going fast. But otherwise, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about most things. That sounds great. So, I mean, it, it sounds a little ambitious, but you know, when we made like our resolutions for the year, basically, or our goals, I think you said 3K, right? And that, that yeah, seemed ambitious too. And you, I think you're almost there, or did you already cross that? <laughs> I've not passed that yet. Right now, I'm right around 2,250 MRR. Yeah, so, but I mean, come on, like from zero to that, that is ambitious. Yeah, like, that's now true. Now it's no, just I, doubling that. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely am blown away that I've gotten this far. For sure, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I think I think I should, you know, be able to reach three k, which was kind of that the goal I made on the podcast. But the the new goal, I think, eh, it's this will be a little harder. It's kind of like there's got to be some kind of thing that will happen, some unknown kind of uh, just like boost. And you never know what's really gonna make those things happen. It could be like some random tweet or some random mention yeah. somewhere that all of a sudden you boost a bit and then you're you're closer. So it's like, and, and that's kind of what happened with product hunt in this last you know this last period too, right? So you never know when those things are gonna happen. And so I guess what I've learned from that is like you kind of just keep going at it, keep making the product better, keep just putting yourself out there, and you know something will happen hopefully something good and uh, eventually it will <laughs> happen yeah it makes sense um but yeah uh i have so i have some updates i could go into or or we could jump on jump back over to your side if, if you oh, want to go oh, on your side go ahead jump in <laughs> okay so let's see this has been a couple of weeks since we last talked so i have a few different things i've been working on um it's just crazy how there seems like there's 
just always something to do. Like there's, there's always something to fix. There's things that come up. And, um, I think definitely, especially with potion, like it's, it's a tricky product because it's built on top of notion. And so whenever notion like changes something, um, I'm like, oh man, I need to like fix this or change this because notion just did that. And I've noticed, it seems like Notion's a bit on a shipping spree, <laughs> which isn't necessarily the best for me. Um, because really like the last six months or so, they were like, their product was pretty the same. Like there wasn't much changing. And so there wasn't much like things that, oh, I need to like quickly change this. So Potion does it like Notion does or updates. Uh, but the last few like weeks, they've been like, adding different blocks and new things and then like changing how some of their old stuff works. And then, so I've, it's, it's a, it's a weird business where I have to scramble a little bit whenever something like that happens to make sure that potion handles, uh, the notion data and, um, recreates it correctly. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about that. <laughs> it's that's, that's, I don't know. It's a little weird. I mean, eventually, hopefully, you know, they get to a point where they don't do that as much. And, and maybe right now they're just in a, a period of, of doing a bit of that. Um, but, it, you know, it makes a little kind of a, a different kind of business that's like you can't just not do anything and you have to kind of be up on your toes a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking there's probably some, like, really good things I could build in place that could make this whole process easier, almost like some, like, daily test or something that's like checking the notion data so that whenever something changes i'm like alerted right away and just like oh something's they're doing something <laughs> yeah that's like a good idea actually and you you're not using the api yet are you because i could imagine that if, yeah. if they have the api in place and it's working that's something they wouldn't change that that frequently that's true that's yeah that's true once i once i can switch over to their api things will be a lot like you know they're gonna be sending out updates and stuff whenever they change things and it's yeah they're gonna make that process way better and and actually like i was thinking maybe that's even part of what i should do is like like try to like slowly switch over to their api to where maybe half of the data i'm getting from the actual api and maybe half i'm not um because the problem is they still don't support like all their blocks through the API. Um, so there's some that they don't have. And so that's why I can't completely switch over to it, but I could, got it, you know, got it. I could basically start that process, I guess. And I think, yeah, just playing more around with their API, I think would be good in general, just because um, new features would probably be built off of that. And just like knowing how that works so that I can like move quickly once there's more available. So I think that's, yeah, definitely a good idea. Yeah, but I also like the idea of just, you know, writing some kind of automated test that just sent you an email or whatever if, if it breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the good news is, is that for the most part, like, like websites aren't gonna break right away because they're cached and they're a static website. So that's good. Like I basically, I have some time um, the only thing is like any new sites, like just making sure some things work. And the other thing is that I've noticed is like, there's just so many edge cases in notion because there's just so many like random combinations of blocks and things where usually it's one of those edge cases that changes or, or that, uh, I have to fix. 
And so in a lot of cases, it's like people are never going to hit that anyways. Like they're not going to use those yeah. blocks in those certain ways or, or do those things so that they ever actually reach that use case. Um, so yeah, that just mean, makes it so it's not like, okay, this is like, it's not like things are always on fire or something like that. It's like, okay, there's just like this kind of edge use case that could be better uh, because they might change something or, um, and I just want to make sure it works for those people that want that specific thing. So yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so let's see. So one of the things around that, um, Oh yeah. So, so this is one of the things they changed was there's the database like board view and they just kind of changed how their data, uh, is like basically what the objects look like that have that data for a board view. Um, and so I just kind of, that was one of the things this last week that I, I fixed and, um, updated it to be like their new version. Um, so that was, that was one of the things, um, some other things, um, I've, so the old version of Potion did not have H1, H2, H3 tags for like the different headers. And so I've, I've updated that. So that's kind of an SEO thing um, that's better now. Yep, um, that's I good. added <laughs> a code pen embed, um, which is something that Notion kind of supports, but now people can embed code pen um, embeds in Potion websites, which is kind of cool. Um, another one of those I've worked on is Google Sheets. So now you can embed a Google Sheet in your Potion website. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to like cover the basic embeds that Notion kind of includes um, in Notion like as an option so that whenever people try it, they're not like surprised. Because um, that's the main <laughs> thing I've, I've seen is like basically if there's anything that Notion can do, people are surprised and then it's you know probably not a great user experience when they try it in Notion and then Potion doesn't do it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> and so those are like the main things I'm trying to to cover. Um, actually, that's I think that's actually a good a good thing in that case though, because you know, especially with those embeds, it's always like hard to decide what you want to support and what not. So you kind of have those guidelines, like what does Notion do, and just do the same. <laughs> like everything right. on top of that is great, but probably not expected, right? Like if you yeah. would have yeah. like not have not have Notion in the background, well. What, what would you support? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that helps. Um, and I actually uh, created a, a little web page on the, the Potion website that kind of shows all the, the, the Notion blocks that uh, Potion supports, all the different da database views, and then all the embeds, um, just so that, you know, it's just more clear to people um, what they should expect and stuff. And so I think that yeah. will help with that kind of problem too, because that that's some like the support kind of question i'll get a decent i was like hey does this can i do this in potion can i do this kind of embed does this work is this supported and so hopefully that will kind of answer those questions and just be more straightforward for people and obviously i can add to it as things change that's cool so yeah so that was good um let's see i in the last couple of weeks i launched a help template um, and so this is kind of like a help doc template that is for the idea is that it's going to be for like companies that want to put their help docs in potion and notion and it kind of puts the search bar up front and center so that their users can search for help content and uh has a, a cool notion template that helps you organize all the questions and answers 
And so, yeah, I, it's kind of a test a little bit. I'm selling it for like $50, a one-time $50, and then it just works with Potion. Um, and it's kind of like a, a, a small step into, okay, what other features should I build specifically for like the help center kind of niche for companies? Um, and so, yeah, that was cool. Um, I really like how the, the template turned out. And I actually worked with uh, a Potion customer to, to build that. Um, so that was, that was cool that, that he helped me build that. And he, you know, he already had some experience with potion from, from using it for his own website and stuff. So that was, that was a good, um, yeah, that was a good, uh, kind of way to go about it, I think. And, and so, yeah, yeah we'll cool. see what comes of that, that template and I'll, I'll kind of keep on pushing on that kind of that side. Um, and then other than that, like I'm starting to get prepared for, for you, <laughs> <laughs> coming uh -oh. on board uh next week and so i got uh the staging environment all set up um so that you can break that and uh, mess around nice. with it and <laughs> <laughs> um and it'll you know it'll just be a good place where like if if you're working on changes and stuff you can push it to the staging environment and i'll be able to check on it and give feedback and stuff so it'll be kind of a, a good workplace for for both of us workspace yeah, that's i guess great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's good. That's in place. And then kind of around that, I, I kind of created some like docs and notion and some like getting started docs, um, just to kind of help give you a head start. <laughs> um, I, I, oh man, I, I have thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. So since I started freelancing, I had the pleasure <laughs> to dig into code bases I had never seen before that were in different, you know, shapes and <laughs> yeah. And sizes. I think that yeah, it, it always pays off to have like, you know, some kind of documentation around getting new devs or editors mm. or anybody really on board like, you know, here's here's how we do stuff. That's what you got to use. Like, here's where we basically <laughs> duct taped stuff and you know just <laughs> just yeah. writing that down helps helps a lot so it, it yeah it's always kind of tricky as the new guy on a project coming in to figure out how everything works uh and yeah i think from from my side i've definitely looked at some i actually took a little course like three hours on typescript <laughs> because yes. i know you're you're using typescript and i just hate it <laughs> <laughs> so i thought i might oh brush that up a little bit <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm really hoping that by the by the time you're working with potion for a while that you're not hating typescript that you're more like oh this is this kind of nice i'll just <laughs> actually i'll just know, put any i'll just put any <laughs> i you're like i actually know what kind of data is coming through here in this function i know what to expect it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's gonna be funny though yeah i mean yeah I think I'm, I understand most of it, so it should be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to help with that because, you know, like you're saying, like with when you're the new person looking at a code, you're like, why is this like that? And you're like, you're trying to figure out why the, the code is like a certain way. And probably in the, the true the true reason is just they're like, oh, we just had to get this thing out the door and kind of just slap something together and it's kind of <laughs> ugly. But that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yep i i think that's actually if if you mature as a, as a programmer though i think you learn that you have to have some kind of empathy for the person who wrote it and for their situation yeah. because you never know like maybe they were on a tight deadline and had to crank out like 
I don't know, a project that had like 40 hours of, of time that they would have needed and they had to do it in like eight hours or whatever, you know, like just yeah. having that in mind when you when you come into code base, I think that's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then I think also for the new person, it's hard to be like, oh, I don't want to touch, like, you're like, I think this could be better if I did it like this, but I, I don't want to touch it because like oh, this is yeah. the way they've done it and stuff. And, but I think in reality, it's like most teams would be like, uh, yeah, just, just make everything better if you can't, like most things are probably not optimal. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah, so it's like, we're just kind of, you know, making things better all the time. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's where the other side has to be a little relaxed when it comes to ownership, and you know, let let mm -hmm. people do their thing if if it helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, got some documentation. I made a couple of videos too, so hopefully that Sweet. will all be helpful. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I really want to do like. Obviously, we're in different time zones, so I want to be able to like work asynchronously pretty well, so you can kind of work whenever, and yeah, just have like a setup that works for us to where it's not like oh we have to be on call all the time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do, and so I got a twist set up, and I haven't invited you to it yet, but I've already <laughs> created some messages for you <laughs> once you arrive. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess once I invite you to the workspace, I'll have to mention you in those. <laughs> yeah, gonna be overwhelmed by messages, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's not that many, um, but yeah. <laughs> so that that was kind of fun, uh, just talking to uh, an invisible person that's not there yet. Um, yep. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how GitHub issues and whatnot. You know, if if I comment on those in other projects, it always feels a little bit like that because you never know when the person is gonna see it. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, that's most of the, the things. Um, the other kind of thing that has been um, just kind of weighing on me is kind of like I was mentioning with just, there's so many things to do. There's so many like issues or problems that I could like fix. And then I'll have like some users. I have some specific users that they, they really like to kind of remind me of things that they want. <laughs> or uh, uh -oh. things that they'd like to be better and so then you're like oh i kind of have that and it's it is kind of funny where it's like oh when you have your own business um you're like oh i'll be in control and i'll own this whole thing right but then you do kind of you do kind of still have a boss your your users yeah, in users. some ways yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and um obviously you don't just do everything they say and you got to think about it um but you know i want to make them happy and i want to make a good product for them um, yeah, it, it can definitely feel stressful right so if you're if you're like taking it you know too hard like if you're too hard on yourself and you really want to just make them happy and that stresses you out eh, it can get stressful <laughs> yeah yeah so like one of the things that's kind of like that is so i have one one of these users that um they're actually very helpful because they give me a ton of insight into like what they need and what companies would need because this is actually a company that's that's using potion and so in some ways they're also kind of pushing the boundaries of potion because you know the majority of potion users are you know solo entrepreneurs um and so you know this company has just a few more things that they kind of care about than the normal user um which is good for me because you know i want to kind of push into you know making potion really good for 
smaller companies and stuff. And it's kind of the direction I want to go, um, at least for like having a higher tier and stuff. Um, but yeah, like they, they sent me this last week, like a report that like showed like vulnerabilities and things with their site that could be better. And it's like, oh yeah, I haven't really thought about that at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, like they, you know, performance things. And so then that day, like I, I woke up that day, like, you know, I'll probably work on this new feature, do these other things. But then, you know, I wake up that day and like, I get this and like, okay, I guess, I guess this is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I ah. fixed all that stuff in the day and like sent them back and uh, made them happy, which was good. But, you know, just things like that, add some extra kind of stress or just unexpected things that kind of come your way. And you're like, okay, I guess, I guess this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, vulnerabilities doesn't sound like fun. I know. <laughs> well, it's, I know it's, been... it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, how big of a deal is this really? Because really what the vulnerabilities were was, have you, so I guess getting more specific, um, have you heard of Lodash? Yeah. So it's basically like, you know, Lodash is a big JavaScript library. Tons of companies use this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the thing with these libraries that I use a couple, like, you know, bigger libraries that are very popular is people report vulnerabilities on them. And so they'll go and find these vulnerabilities. And so then when you have one of these like tools that looks at a project for any vulnerabilities and stuff, it's going to find these vulnerabilities. Um, and so really, Lodash is probably, you know, it's probably better than most libraries. It's just that there's so many eyes on it that there's things found where there's probably other libraries and things that you could use that probably have way more worse vulnerabilities. It's just not many people are using them. And so it's just kind of like it, 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 uh, it, it kind of sounds the alarms and stuff on these little tools that kind of look through for this stuff. And so that's, that's kind of what he was, they were finding, um, some of those kind oh, of things. Gotcha. And so it's yeah, kind of but, like, nah, it's not on. even my like, problem. It's like a library yeah. thing. But that's like looking at your npm install where it warns you about all the vulnerabilities and you're like you know it's that kind of stuff which is basically mostly nonsense and you'd probably not even have to worry about it um yeah <laughs> okay yeah i mean that's yeah because i was i was wondering because you know most like your, your sites are static right so right. like how could they like that <laughs> yeah like how many vulnerabilities could there actually be yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah, so there's okay, some fun things about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, um, you, you know, so just thinking about all the things you could do, it's like, okay, now there's like, okay, I got to think about the marketing front, like want to keep people coming in the door, want to like problems around like churn, making that better, problems around activation. It just seems like there's like a million things I could do. And basically in some ways they all are important and different little ways so it's just kind of like picking the one to like go go to next and just start working on it and but yeah that's i don't know it's it's not it's it's just the feeling i guess of just feeling a little overwhelmed um but yeah you know that makes sense. it's all good <laughs> um so maybe nope. just coming back to something we talked about a little while back um have you by any chance removed this uh, custom domain step already? <laughs> yeah, so that was the feature I wanted to work on. Ah, <laughs> um, gotcha. <laughs> before all that, the, those things came up. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of like the next thing that I'm going to work on. So yeah, I haven't done it yet. Um, but I think that is, yeah, that will be a big, uh, like improvement. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely curious to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last kind of cool thing that happened was product hunt wrote an article on me. Um, yeah, I that read was that. cool. That's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, they did a good, they did a good job. Um, so I think that was kind of part of when I won that maker grant, they were kind of like, Hey, we'll probably write an article on you. Cause we like <laughs> to write articles on our maker grant people. Um, so yeah, they, they interviewed me for like 30 minutes and then they just finally got around to writing that. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it turned out pretty good. Um, so we'll see what impact that has, uh, they're, cause I think they're going to send out to like that out to like their email list, hopefully share it oh, on that's Twitter good. too. Um, <laughs> So whenever they share that, which might be today or tomorrow, um, I'll see if Potion has a little bump and uh, I can kind of report back on what the impact of that is. Um, but I know, so Derek Reimer, who, you know, Savvy Cow founder, he, so I know he was the, like the first maker grant and, you know, he, he had a good product hunt launch, which did well. But I remember him saying somewhere on the podcast that, his article that they wrote on him like did even better like it had even more of an impact than the product hunt launch so <laughs> that would be interesting to see if if that's the case for me or what happens with that yeah um, that sounds good yeah so that could be really cool we'll see maybe maybe i'll be really busy in the next couple of days <laughs> making sure everything's working and uh <laughs> getting people onboarded so putting out fires <laughs> yep but yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that like um, they they wrote those articles. But I guess if they do send them out, that could be really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I was even subscribed to their uh, newsletter. I think so. I just subscribed to that. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird with like marketing stuff because like, and maybe that's just developers or something. But like, I'm not a real I'm not a person that opens emails. And actually, I do open emails, and then I just click them as unread. <laughs> I don't actually look at them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's hard to know, like, the impact of, like, marketing things like this when I feel like marketing things don't work on me as well. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I mean, that, that probably depends on the person. And I think developers especially are pretty hard to... Hard to hard to reach that way. <laughs> yeah, they kind of like put themselves uh, like in a den and and don't want people talking to them. Maybe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Opening the emails on the terminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean that does show just how hard it is to get through to people with like it. It shows how hard marketing is. Like, you know, it's almost like you have to show up in someone's feed or in their emails multiple times for them to kind of notice you and be like, Hey, this kind of keeps showing up or people keep talking about it, you know, word of mouth that yep. then they're kind of finally like, okay, maybe I should check this out. Cause I've seen it so yep. many times. And it's like to get in someone's view that many times, like that's a hard thing to do. Um, so yeah, it, it just shows kind of how hard marketing is. Yeah, definitely agree. <laughs> um, that actually reminds me, uh, this is kind of a thing I've just been doing passively. Uh, but I joined Corey Haynes, 
uh, marketing community swipe file. So shout out to, to Corey. Uh, but he has a course that's kind of part of that. That's like a kind of like a marketing course. And uh, it has, so I've been going through that and it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's it almost just like helps you think like a marketer. So he has like a different section on like problem solving mental models and then like persuasion mental models. And it's all these like different models of just like, almost kind of understanding like how the world works and how people think and how they make decisions and how to think about problems around that. So that as a marketer, you kind of have this like marketing mind and have these models in your head of like, this is how things work so that you can like build your ideas around that for your marketing ideas. And it's pretty interesting. It's, it's kind of a different world, you know, it's, it's different from the, the, the software developer world. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's why you hire folks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, especially if I'm going to build this business, you know, by myself or, you know, with you and a small team or whatever, like I'm I feel like I'm going to have to get better at the marketing stuff or at least have a mind for it in some ways. And so, yeah, it, it seems like a good investment for sure. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, it never hurts to learn, you know, how other folks do it. And yeah, <laughs> we're both not marketing geniuses, so. <laughs> what? You're, Won't I thought you were the market. I thought that's why I brought you. You were going to come oh, up with my marketing. that's what I should do. Ah, oh, dang <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, kind of hogging the time here. How How is it going for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it does sound like you did get a lot done, actually. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I can uh, compete with that. <laughs> uh, you so don't have to compete. The, it, it's not a compete the, competition. <laughs> no, I know that. Um, so the biggest thing is probably that I finally pushed out the new landing page. Uh, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to uh, jump over to that right now. <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, sadly, I had, I had to remove the demo page last minute because something was not working. Uh, turned out it was just me being stupid with some paths in the, in the embed file. <laughs> so I could probably just bring it back up uh, anytime. Um, but yeah, I also like last week or the week before, yeah, I think it was last week. Um, I tried putting in way more time and got up at 5 AM every morning. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That was kind of crazy, um, but also really good that I did it because there was way more to do than I thought, and it was kind of like a rabbit hole that I that I went into. So I thought I would just just finish up the chat widget, and then realized that, um, yeah, I basically had to split the the actual embed script that is put on people's page and the chat widget into two different scripts, then load the chat widget conditionally, which then led to, hey, maybe you should have something like uh, some kind of options when loading the script, like, hey, should, th should this actually load the chat widget or not? Um, mm -hmm. Which then led me to think, hey, maybe you could also think uh, or, or give people the option to uh, have like an anonymous mode. So basically like you, you load the script and then you're like true fans config, you just open an object and you're like, anonymous true chat falls and it, it doesn't load the chat widget and it anonymizes all the data. 
Um, so that's definitely, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I did think about that, but it also <laughs> threw me down that huge hole where I had to rewrite kind of parts of the, of the embed script, um, plug out the, the chat widget, but so yeah, I, anonymous I've, data in that, you know, it's still collecting the data for this specific user, but to you, the user of true fans, it's anonymous. You don't know who it goes to, but you just, you know, you have the values, you have the events and stuff like that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because it's not actually, I, I still have to build that feature. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I thought of it because it's actually not that hard to do for me. The way it works now is that when a person visits your website and you get the true fans widget on there, it just assigns you a random ID basically. And you know, that's all we need to identify you the next time you're coming back. That's still sits in your local storage and that's how we know who you are. And the more data you add, the more, um, accurate, uh, you know, the profile on true fans gets. And so for the anonymous mode, basically what happens then is that I will not allow for those traits to be filled, like no personal identify, you know, personal identifiable mm -hmm. data, like email address, name, street, whatever. Um, and because some of them are already like default traits that cannot be overwritten or whatever, like the name or the email address, uh, I can literally just block those out and the users or the user data, the actual real user data will always be outside of TrueFans. So basically it, it will not be transmitted into the TrueFans database at any time, but you can still target people. You can still segment them. Um, yeah, but yeah, you just don't have the data in there, which, you know, kind of removes a little bit of the cool thing <laughs> that you can do with it, um, right. which is identifying the people. Right. But, uh, if you're really forced to have the, 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 the anonymous mode, um, at least there's an option for it. I think it's pretty important to have that nowadays. Yeah. Um, like, does that make you like, you could be GDP compliant and stuff like that? Yeah. Definitely. You probably could even with identifying people because the data is stored on an, on a EU, EU server. Um, but yeah, you definitely still need to have the consent banner. Um, but then it could actually be GDPR compliant. Yeah. And it, with the anonymous mode, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, just, just thinking about, or not having implemented this, uh, options array basically where you can be like hey turn on the chat or turn it off and it won't even load like that's that's a, definitely a benefit over how it was before <laughs> yeah. um and yeah I, I finished that uh for the for the chat widget at least and the chat widget is now fully working um nice that's that's a big because uh that's that's quite the the widget there's a lot going on there yep yeah that's probably the biggest uh biggest module of them all so far. And yeah, I really just want to tweak a little bit about it. Like, um, one thing I didn't think of before is when you, uh, embed the widget on your page, I want to make it so that if it loads, you can basically have a link to your knowledge base in there or a custom, custom creating basically right at the top of the chat widget thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, that's not super hard to build because the rest is already there and the real-time stuff is all handled now. So yeah, I'm, I'm good to even, even if that's not in the early access, maybe I'd be okay with that. Uh, but yeah, it, in general, I, <laughs> I was basically just running down this giant rabbit hole. <laughs> My plan was to just finish the landing page and get the chat widget done. 
and I barely made it in that week. Uh, and that actually put me put me in kind of a bad mood, <laughs> <laughs> which led which led to me thinking like, hey, maybe you should have just taken a project with a smaller scope. <laughs> and what the heck are you even doing here? <laughs> yeah, um, you started thinking about the the why questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is never really great. <laughs> But I guess it was good that I did because uh, I kind of did answer them for me and I still want to work on it. So <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, since uh, TrueFans has like eight products within one, you could always just switch over to one of those eight <laughs> products. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, it, it might happen at any point, really, if, you know, if there are people using it and it is a super clear signal that just two or three modules are what they really want. You know, I might just rip out even, I might, I might even rip out the, the live chat if nobody really wants it, you know, <laughs> even though I did spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. So yeah, that might be, the, might happen. <laughs> so I'm looking at your landing page and it, it looks great. I see that there is an early access sign up or you, you have to put in an early access code. So I was wondering, is that a, a real early access code <laughs> that but yeah, yeah, it that actually is really validates. working, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't sent out any. <laughs> but it is already working. You could yeah, I mean you can try guessing it, but it's pretty long, so <laughs> Oh, so it's just a it's just a one access code. Yeah, right now it's just one. Uh, I might actually do like three batches with different access codes so I can identify which batch it was, but yeah, I'm not I'm not generating like one per user <laughs> okay i was i was wondering if you were following the the playbook of just it being an empty field that, that nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be even better no there's actually logic behind that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah this this website looks great it seems like you changed the style a little bit uh but i i like it um yeah I like the the you're really good, of course, at at making the 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 data and the the copy that is important like pop to the front so people can see it and and get a pretty quick idea of what this thing is. That that's good to hear, as always. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to get the. I think those three use cases, like those three tiles up top there. I think they were pretty important because that means you're you're identifying with with that group and you can go there and check out how that can help you with accomplishing either marketing or onboarding people or whatever you want to use it for really. And yeah, just, you know, thought about the H1 a lot so that it's actually targeting SaaS companies. Um, definitely yeah. narrowing it down. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you have like a design style of like you style most things a certain way or do you do you think you kind of like I don't know pick and choose differently based on the project you're working on? Oh, I hope there is some variety in there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I do think like you always tend to like you have a personal preference and that always shows, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think it's pretty different from what the playgroup page looked like. Maybe I did copy over an element or two. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. I'll look at the playgroup page. I it, I think playgroup definitely looked a bit different um, for sure. So, 
you're pretty good there. Uh, I, I feel like <laughs> I, I am noticing a little bit of like maybe some of the preferences. Like it seems like you like fonts that, or especially your H1s, like you like a font that's like kind of thicker and, and bolder maybe. I don't yep, know. That's, that's I, true. I'm seeing if I'm, I can figure this stuff out. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning probably because <laughs> I'm, I'm in this all round group. <laughs> oh, I heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, anything else to, to talk about? Um, that, that's mostly it. I would say, um, all around, actually, I didn't get too much done over there. Um, I, I probably should get should get to write an article there this week or next week. I have, however, also planned out a project that I might build in public and publish the entire process, um, like in all around articles and videos. Ooh. So that could be fun. Uh, will be next JS project. I'm like. 90% done with it actually it doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really have to do much I guess but yeah it will be connecting to MongoDB Atlas and it will actually do all the backend stuff as well if I really you know record all of that um, and nice. yeah so I tried pre-building that just so <laughs> you know if I record it I kind of know where I'm going with this uh, and I think that could be cool to to have as a series on on all around so yeah that's yeah, coming sure. in the in the next months for sure just gotta you know put put in some more work on the design end i guess because that's yeah that's also a big part of it <laughs> yeah cool um well that we've been going for 40 minutes so that's i feel like it's pretty good uh i guess we can wrap, wrap up the podcast here so yep i just remembered um we have that little like tool i think it's called memo.fm where people can Ooh, ask yeah. questions and uh, we actually got a question from Rami and uh, I, I forgot to actually go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the email that like, Oh, you got a new question. Um, so sorry, Rami, I did not listen to that yet, but I will. So maybe we'll answer that in the, the next, the next episode. So stay yep. tuned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you guys want to, <laughs> yeah if you want to ask a question I'll, I'll put that in the show notes um so that we can kind of have a little dialogue here here it'll be fun to see what our, our listeners are thinking about so all right thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll chat in another episode see you next week bye